0: Nobody Told Me, the 98FM Parenting Podcast with Lauren and Serena. 98. Hello and welcome along to another episode of Nobody Told Me with me, Serena and Lauren. Lauren, how's it going?
1: Good. Today's a good day. Look, I've got a coffee in my hand. <laughs> I've got a burrito in that bag for after recording. Is, is The that? baby's asleep. We're winning. We are. We're winning today. Good. Um, I take the wins. It's And you know, so many people have said it to me since we spoke on... Was it two or three episodes ago about when things go right, you take it. And when yep. they don't, you just like you do what you can in the moment. And I've been trying to do that since. It's like, you know, live by it. It's like treat the little wins. As the biggest thing ever. As just enjoy them, revel in them. Yeah. And then when things go to shit, you just get through it. Yeah. So yeah. that's, I'm winning today. Look, at this coffee. It's not even the nicest coffee I've ever had, but I'm really enjoying it. But there's it. a
0: massive smell on your yeah, face. So. totally. <laughs> so it's awesome. Totally. How are you? Um, I had an interesting... Not weak, I'll say experience. I um, was in Zara the other day and I'd gone in with all these clothes and I'd, I was in the fitting room and you know there's the brightest of lights in the fitting room. And I did something that I never thought I, I could ever envisage me doing. I didn't try on any of the clothes because I spent half the time checking my hair for knits. <laughs> Wow, there's a knit outbreak. Um, in it's either at the school or at the creche, and like I've been checking the kids. I have to. Admit, I I still don't really know. Um, a hairdresser gave me a really good tip though. If you run your hand down that the hair strand, and if it's very hard coming out, and if there's a bit of a bump, that then is an egg or a knit okay. or something. Anyway. But I, um, I didn't try on any of the clothes because I was so embarrassed at the amount of time I'd actually spent in the fitting room. I really hope there's no cameras. The
1: lights are really good. Now that you say it, the lights in fitting rooms are brilliant for like when you want to squeeze spots. So I can imagine <laughs> for knits, they, it's brilliant.
0: Well, I also noticed the amount of white hair. So I've had, since had my hair dyed as well. <laughs> did you and have knits, by the way? No, I'm okay. happy to report there's no knits. But I couldn't believe, I, I was probably in there for about five minutes and then I really did. I got really embarrassed. And then I thought, wow, this is something. I
1: never would have thought I would be doing in a fitting room. <laughs> Did you have nets as a kid? Did you ever get oh, them? Yeah, we all had knits as a There was an outbreak day. in oh. my school at one stage. Remember the shampoo? It's like pouring petrol on your head. It's improved. I mean, it?
0: yeah, the screams, I, I think, are still exactly the same as we used to give because like, my kids just scream anytime we're doing the fine-tooth comb and whatever. But the shampoos have improved. But I, I don't understand, in this day and age where technology can do so many things and we've gotten rid of so many things, how can we not get rid of nets? How <laughs> are net's still a thing? I know. I have one mate who she actually has, and you know, I, I totally understand, she has breakdowns any time come into the house because it's not like they're there for a day and they're gone. Yeah. It then goes to the other little one and her kids have this. Biggest of thick hair oh. right so I um, for the first time ever did it to my three-year-old boy and went god this is so easy because to my daughter she's got so much hair but like she went to experts she fumigates her whole house anytime it happens and they still end up coming back
1: oh the only thing I can slightly relate to that is cradle cap is what I'm dealing with at the moment so I didn't even notice that he had it mm. until someone said yeah what do you use for cradle cap and I went what <laughs> And then I realised that he had a little bit of cradle cap at the front of his head. And then I realised it actually went way further back. So he had kind of like, um, he had like a fryer tuck. He had hair around the side of his head and up top it was quite thin. So for anyone who might be dealing with cradle cap, coconut oil, mm-hmm. lather their head. And I got, I think it's Nuke Do It. Yeah. A little pack, you get a comb and a brush and I was massaging the coconut oil in at night with the brush which he loved like he was so zen and then the next morning use the comb
0: and would it come out? yeah
1: it's coming out in chunks now Did sadistic it- bitch over here like I looked at one stage and he had like scratches on his head I was obviously going to town with oh. the comb but then now because I said to Alex I was like oh Jesus I've cut his head I actually <laughs> think he cut his own head his nails, his nails grow really fast and when he's tired he kind of he scratches his head so I don't think I was inflicting all that those injuries on my own, but I felt really bad because it actually is so satisfying getting the cradle cap out of his head. Well,
0: can I ask though, because I remember my my little boy as well had really bad cradle cap and I just didn't know how to... What my is mom, it? Just
1: a buildup of oil and, and and dry skin? I think so. And my
0: mum was like a massive... Ad- I mean, she's Greek, so olive oil solves everything, yes. right? But she's a massive advocate for olive oil and I just didn't do it. And I remember going to the pharmacy, buying some cream as well and rubbing it into his head. But anytime i take it off, Chunks. So he was he was born with lots of hair. He was bald.
1: Yeah. Someone I follow on Instagram I used um, Mugu. That's the what brand. I used. Yes. And it, it like she said it was brilliant, but it took off lots of the baby hair as well, yeah. the fluff. But is it so, the way
0: we're doing it maybe is it because we're not letting it stay? Because I know I'd put it in and then I'd brush it out. And yeah. Go, oh, it's all
1: come off. I don't know. So my friend used olive oil. I used coconut oil. Both seem to have worked. And then also, he goes swimming once a week. And I find obviously the chlorine in the pool is drying it out a bit. So if he swims on a Wednesday, I put the coconut oil in that night and it lifts off, whatever. So look, the hair is growing like lightning now, it's deadly. But I don't think it's a hygiene thing. And I also don't think knits. I think knits just happen. I don't think it's a hygiene thing.
0: I like to think if my kids get knits that they've got the cleanest head in the class because they're attracted to clean heads. Well, there you go. But the problem is just trying to get rid of them. It is
1: just a nightmare. But let's move from knits to something else. Okay, so my week this week kind of ties into what we were going to talk about on today's show anyway. I went for a run on Sunday. Okay, I want to hear all about it. Now, now I'm not a runner, right? Never been a runner. I like I and I, I have to be really careful how I go about this because I am into my fitness. I am fit. I had a good were baseline. Cross,
0: were you a crossfitter? Beforehand? Did crossfit at one yeah. stage?
1: I've played hockey my whole life. Played Gaelic football. I swim. Like I am a sporty, outdoor-y yeah. activity person. Right. So, full disclosure, I'm not like oh I've never exercised before in my life. I had a baseline of fitness. I trained before I was pregnant while I was pregnant I'm back at a mama's class since I've had the baby but I don't enjoy running it's kind of, running is the thing that you have to do for your fitness so like I would go running before the start of the hockey season every year just to get the cardio going but a friend of mine recently has ventured into running and he just has found it so amazing it's done wonders for his head for everything. It's it's just great. And I've kind of had the urge to run. And a few people have said to me, Oh, I got that urge after having a baby. You just you want it's kind of a, a like a freedom thing. It's yeah. like I just want to I want to run.
0: You're literally running from yeah, everything. From the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: so got the urge on Sunday to go for a run. And um, now I've been, as I said, going to my mama's class. Like I have gym gear. I have clothes. Like I have stuff to wear like fitness gear. But the stress of trying to figure out what to put on a post baby body to run to move like the momentum and breastfeeding boobs and breastfeeding well. boobs yep. so like they're saggy one is nearly always a bit heavier than the other and like I've a lot of milk and you don't want the milk to be streaming out when you're going running so you don't no. want too much pressure but you need a little bit of pressure cuz exactly. you don't want I them jiggling everywhere yeah I don't have big boobs yep. usually so the the breastfeeding boobs for me are just like I don't know how what I'm dealing with so Trying to find a bra, trying to find a t-shirt that was big enough that would kind of go over my waist that so wouldn't ride up, trying to find leggings, I was kind of like looking for like kind of spanxy style things to hold in the belly. I was saying to my husband, I was like, where can I run that no one will see me? Now, I live in, in Bray, so on a Sunday, there's people everywhere. So anyway, I was like, I have to go. I, like, I have this window. The kid was settled. I was like, I've got to go. What made you want to go on this particular day? Why, why I was the moment urge, now? just got an urge. Okay. I was like, I just want to run. Okay. Just want to run. I want to go out. I'm going on holidays in two weeks. I I don't know. I just was like, I want to go for a run. So he was like, come on, time is ticking. Like, before you go, like, I was trying to get Strava downloaded on my phone to track it or whatever. Why? I don't know. But anyway, took off. Down the road, I was like, I need to wee, need to wee. I'm not gonna get very far. Cause I've only I haven't run. And the only running I've done has been on the treadmill in the gym for a warm-up. And even at that, I've kind of been walking fast. Yeah. Like I need to wee all the time. So I was like, okay, this isn't gonna go well. Trying to pull up the bottoms, trying to pull down the t-shirt, trying to adjust the bra. So like even before the I got to the end of my road, I was like, this is a nightmare. Like, and I'm very I like to do things when everything works, when everything fits and it's easy. I don't like if, you know, I was always that kid that if I didn't have the right uniform, I didn't like oh, really? going to the soccer yeah. game or going to the hockey match. You know, I want all my gear to be the right gear and the right kit and everything. So i kind of ha- like, I'm a bit of controlling like that. And I wasn't gone far and it hit me like a bolt of lightning that this body, this me, Has never been for a run before. This was my first ever run in this new body. So the person I was before and the body that I used to have before I had the baby is gone. So forget what I used to feel like when I went for a run. Forget how the leggings used to fit. Forget the boobs. Forget it It was like the most. It was like a a light bulb went off, and I went. You've you've never. You of course you don't know what this feels like because you've never done this before after having a baby. So just go with it. Just go with it. So I took off and I was like pumping the tunes on Spotify. And I really, really enjoy I went out the cliff run, the Bray to Greystones Cliff, which so is the quietest quite a stretch of jammers. People everywhere. But I just took off and I was I've never been so unself-conscious in my life. And I kind of laughed to myself a couple of times. Then the hailstone started. <laughs> and like my t-shirt was bet on me. Absolutely bet on me. Like jiggly belly and Like, that would send me over the edge a year ago. And it was the most exhilarating thing ever. I cannot recommend it enough because I was like, I've just had a baby. Like, I wanted, like, I felt like stopping people and going, this is my first run since I've had a baby. Look at me. Like, it was so amazing. And, like, coming back, the hailstones are really heavy, so people were standing in off the path. And actually what I saw in people's faces was, you know, do you want out for an unfair play to her? Because no one, I always think these things, when, you have, when, you're, when you're battling noise in your head, no one is wishing you ill. Firstly, no one really gives a shit about you, but no one's wishing you badly. No one's laughing at you. No one's saying, look at her belly, I wonder, does she just have a baby?
0: And if they are, they're not the type of people that Who you cares? want in your life
1: um, they're not the type of people that you want in your life anyway. I was gone, I'd say thirty minutes, right? Did the like That's amazing. Yeah, it was for your first one ever. I went out, I was like, Go, like, don't look at the phone. But I kind of wanted to gauge time-wise yeah. how long I could be gone yeah. from the baby. So I went out, it was just over 2K out, so it's just over 2K back. Came in, um, Alex is holding the baby when I got in and he was like, How are you? Now I was purple and I was panting. And I had to stop a few times, nearly vomited twice. And I said, that was the best run I've ever been on in my life. Now, at this point, the kids, like, the baby's going bananas. And I just had to strip in the hallway. I was soaking wet. And I just put him straight on my boob. And I started, like, putting the post up on Instagram. I took a selfie on the way back because I was getting a bit emotional on the way home. Why were you emotional? Because I was like, I have to write this down. I have to share this because there are going to be women at home who've had babies who feel, "I, I can't go out for a run in public because look at me.
0: I, sorry, I, Lauren, if you're thinking, what am I doing? I'm just scrolling through my Instagram because that's actually reminded me of the first time I went for a run after my baby. I'm trying to find the post Stop. I wrote. I forgot all about it until you were telling me this and you're telling me about all these feelings. like, So you keep going, sorry, I just had to explain because it was so rude. Lauren's telling this empowering story and I'm going let me just check my Instagram yeah.
1: <laughs> but it was I, I got so emotional on the way home I was like I need to write this down I love every now and again like writing down my feelings because yeah. I'm so used to talking and so used to oh sorry we just had to have a brief pause someone's <laughs> hungry um, so I just I'm so used to talking and, yeah. and sharing my thoughts either you know on the radio or on the podcast but I just really wanted to write down how I felt and I just
0: how I just did you not get over.
1: Amazing. I'm on such a high and I'm still on such a high. And I've bumped into people over the last two or three days who've said, oh my God, your run, well done. And it is so true. People are so supportive of one another when you open yourself up. And I understand not everyone wants to share their first feckin' run after having a baby yeah. on Instagram. And it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I really, because do you know as well, I put in the post about how I have a, a fitness base. I trained, and prenatal. I think that that was really important to put
0: in as well, because like someone else could go out and go. I couldn't even make 10 minutes.
1: Totally. And it is, it's really important to say that is, I understand that someone might go, well, sure, look, you're used to running or you're used to, you know, pushing yourself. For me, that has been my battle is that I am used to a certain fitness. I'm used, I really struggled, particularly in my early pregnancy, to accept the changes to my body that I couldn't go the way I've always gone. And now on this journey, Since having the baby, my body does not do the things it used to. And that was the whole enlightenment the other day is this is a new body. She's new. We've been through a lot together, but now we're into this new journey together. And she is never going to act the way or feel the way she used to. But like, look what she did. You know, she, this baby is here and... I don't know. It was a real celebration the other day. I feel so corny, but I and the amount of people I've you know spoken to over the last few days have said, Harry and Harry and bits. I was so sore yesterday. I had to have a good stretch yesterday morning, but I feel I haven't lost that exhilaration. And if it is corny, it's corny. But I just feel incredible, and I I just think we should support one another a bit more in. Sharing those kind of things, you know, I think it can be quite easy to roll the eyes sometimes and go, oh, Jesus, like, yeah, so what, you went on a run? But people, you know, I think it's nice to know that someone that you might see who goes, you know what, she's always gone out for runs, she's fit or whatever, still felt like actually, you know, my belly, my boobs, my bum... You know this is really hard, so that's why I wanted to share it. Well, and
0: I love that you went out in public. I just I found the post that I had Aww. the so I was about eight weeks. Uh, I remember that. Yep, yeah, and the <laughs> the line was literally eight weeks.
1: Jesus Christ! Oh, hold on, no, no,
0: hold on, on. He was born in March, April, May, June. April, sorry, twelve weeks afterwards um but I the first line is I look like complete shit but feel great yeah and that was the thing it was the first time I think I'd really gotten out for a run um it wasn't in public I went to a treadmill but for me to and and most of my running had been done on a treadmill previously and it's that it it's Feeling like your body, you're right, it's not the same body. It never will be the same body ever again, but that's okay. But feeling that your body can still do these things, because I remember after being pregnant with both of the kids, I remember sending a text message to my mates going, I just bent over and tied my shoelaces all by myself. It feels amazing. And I lay on my stomach as I fell asleep. Okay, my boobs leaked all over the bed, but, you know, I'm still able to lie on my stomach. Because when you are pregnant, there are so many things that you can't do that when the baby is out of you, I think the stuff that you used to take for granted, you're looking at completely differently. So you're going, I can my 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 legs.
1: And did you feel as well, I know I did, that... When you're pregnant, it's such a happy time. You're so joyful that you just kind of, even if you do struggle a bit with your, limit, your new limitations, you're celebrating the fact that you're pregnant. It's such an exciting time. But when the baby is out, you're left with this new body. And whether you think you have body issues or not, you are on this new journey. Like, I never realised how I felt about my body until I went for that run on Sunday. I never realized the pressures I was putting on myself to feel a certain way to get back to a certain fitness level until I went for that run. And I think when you're left with the body after the pregnancy, this whole new relationship starts. And maybe it's after eight weeks you feel it or 12 weeks or in my case, 20 weeks, you know, and it could be 20 months. It could be 20 years. You know, all the years I played hockey, I used to constantly every season meet women coming back to playing hockey years after they had played in school because their kids had grown up and it's it's so wonderful, you know, meeting women starting things, doing things that they used to after having kids because you have this entire new relationship with your body.
0: How do we keep that high?
1: Because oh, that's I that's a tough one. Yeah,
0: because, you know, and, and we do, we have those highs and lows and I was like that. I was like, yeah, and I remember at the end of that year as well, I did another post standing in front of, yes, it was a corny one, standing in front of a gym mirror going, I am just so grateful for my body, for what it can and can't do, regardless of whether it has carried a baby or not. Right, your body is an amazing thing. The fact that I am able to walk somewhere or run somewhere—it's a powerful tool—and I'm going to appreciate that and not get caught up with my weight issues. I'd be lying if I said I'm not caught up with my weight issues. I am so confident when it comes to my body in so many other ways. Like I've got scars all over my body, and I—you know—I show them off. I don't hide them. I, for me personally, I choose not to wear makeup because I can't be bothered, and I'm such a lazy bitch, right? So and. When I do TV appearances, obviously I'm in makeup, but I'm okay to go out and go to the world. This is what I'm like. But when I put on a little bit of weight, Lauren, my whole world changes and I just, I don't feel like me. And it's so funny because I do look at other people who are smaller than me, who are the same size as me, or who are bigger than me, and I go, wow, they look amazing. But I can't see myself in that same light when it comes to weight. What, like... How do we? How do we stay on that high that you're feeling right now?
1: It's a tough one because I know um, I do know in part what you're referring to. I think we all have different degrees of it. And like your post that um, Caroline Foreign shared the other day about when you look in the mirror, you know, it really struck a chord with me. And I would really urge people to go and have a read of it because, and we'll share the link maybe on yes. Instagram. Because it is something I'm sure we can all relate to, to different degrees. No matter what your body has been through, as you said, you know, we all have different appreciations for different reasons, for different things that our bodies are capable of. I feel it in a way, yeah, I feel strong. I feel like, you know, like really confident in my body in lots of ways. But yes, I have moments where I look in the mirror and I'm like, I wish that wasn't there. I wish this wasn't like this. But it's also a case of, well, am I willing to do the things that it takes to change it? Probably not, you know. But it's
0: not even are you willing. Because See, this is the thing because I think when it comes to weight, people go, oh, well, it's your choice. It's your choice not to do things differently. But sometimes we need to stop being so hard on ourselves and on others as well. Do I have the time to be doing all of that stuff? Like pre-baby, you could just go out and just mm. go, I'm going for a run. You can still do the same now, but it also means just making sure that babies is looked after, that it fits into everybody else's schedule, that you have the energy needed to go out and do that run too. Mm Because I I think we said this in a a couple of uh, episodes ago, and everyone says you need to make that me time. And if exercising is an important thing for you, you need to make time for it. But if you have a baby who is not sleeping, or you just have so much going on in your life, waking up, because everyone's thing is you should wake up earlier. Well, just wake up, wake up half an hour earlier. But I'm sorry, sleep is mm-hmm. just as important as everything else. So sometimes it's not even, am I willing to make those sacrifices? Sometimes it's just like I just, I just can't without having a physical breakdown. Yeah, and that's not good for and anybody. And also,
1: I think you know, it, to it sounds like to me that you enjoy keeping fit more for the mental side of things. That it's not you're yeah. not doing it to look a certain that's way. True, though. That the the weight thing. And the image thing is kind of separate, you know? Yeah. And I, I, what I think we're talking about here is how do we get to a place where when you look in the mirror, you know, you love what you see regardless yeah. of what what weight you are or how those jeans fit or how that bra is fitting. You know, and I don't know. I, like, is there people who genuinely love what they see when they look in the mirror? Or are we all critical of ourselves no matter who we are? I don't know. I don't know because... well one little baby loves the way Um, he's looking but I think you know like when people say you know I love myself are they being 100% honest like I love parts of my body I love things that it can do but I don't love the way it looks all the time you know so I, I I don't know the answer to that that is what I'm trying to say is you know, keeping that high, I don't know, because I think the high I felt on Sunday, I think the high you felt after your run, It's an, it, that's an appreciation for your capability. Yeah. It's not an appreciation for the way your body looks. You're actually right. You're right. So, But if we could,
0: you know, maybe join the two and just yeah. go, isn't it great that I am able to do that? And it's because of the body I'm actually in Yes, that I am able to do all of that stuff. So maybe more gratitude and less... I suppose we we are our harshest critics and our meanest critics sometimes mm-hmm. like the stuff that you sometimes I think we need to think the stuff that you're saying to yourself would you ever allow anyone else to say to you or would you ever say that to anybody would else would you say it to your best friend yeah and the answer is no
1: <laughs> have you always felt that way like have you always has there ever been a time where you've loved the way you look oh yeah and uh, and it's I, always in hindsight though isn't it no
0: Oh no! No, because I have always been the fat girl, and I'm going to say that I'm going to embrace the word "fat" because I've always been the fat girl from the age of about two or three. Um, I've always been told, you know, you need to lose weight. You need you, you look better if you're you're skinnier and stuff. So that always stuck in my Who head. Who told and you I, that? Oh, family. I I'm half Greek, half Italian, so you know they they let you know they they tell you exactly what they think about you. And look, they they raised me up in other ways as well. They were so complimentary in other things, and I don't don't you know. It's always said by, in inverted commas, well-meaning people. Um, so, yeah, when I have in my head, and I know I need to change this way of thinking, but in my head, when I was skinnier, I felt better. When I put on the the pounds for me personally, I just feel embarrassed. Um, and I don't like what I see in front of the mirror. I need to change that because, as I said, when I see anybody else, I think they look beautiful. But, and I don't want my daughter or my son to be growing up in a world where they think, their weight is all they're worth because you're not, mm-hmm. you know. But I have, I'm, I'm confident in so many other things. But yeah, when I'm at a certain size, I'm not comfortable.
1: I wonder is it something that will ever go away? Because I feel like there is so much more body positivity oh, out there now the and on social media. It's great. But even this week with um, the Nike legging controversy, which I, I just won't even get into because look, anyway. If For anyone who's, Nike put up this, a plus market, size, a plus size yeah, model. Which I think is fantastic. There's a piece in the Telegraph about how fat she is, how women that size would never want Nike. Anyway, look, I'm not even getting into it because no. to be honest, I haven't read enough. You know, there's so many different posts or whatever. So I'm not uh, up on the whole story. So yeah. I won't get into it. But there is so much more body positivity out there now. And I think it is getting better and better, but it's still a thing. Like people hate the word fat. People, you know, it, you have to be so careful talking about weight issues. So I, like, I feel as a parent, you're at a loss straight away. Like where do you start? Well, we
0: use fat and skinny to describe things in our place because they're, they're adjectives, right? But we don't use them as insults. Yes, right. So fat was used as an insult. If my brothers wanted to upset me, All they needed to say was, you're fat. Mm -hmm. And that was like, (laughs) instead of that just being an adjective, it was an insult. I really, I've been thinking about this long and hard recently and I think it's going to be, I I wish I could come on and go, here's the resolution. This is how everything got better. I don't know. For me personally, it's going to take years, I think, if... if I'm going to be able to reach that place at all because it's been ingrained for so long. What I'm hoping, though, is, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't have these images of body positivity, these campaigns. It was all, you know, one size fits all, and that's that was the the, the image for beauty. I'm hoping that if it doesn't sink into our brains, which hopefully it will, the next generation, this won't even be an issue
1: for them, mm-hmm. you know? I would, yeah, I hope so. I kind of feel... I'm, I also feel things are going back a little to basics in terms of maybe 10, 15 years ago, parents felt under so much pressure to be perfect parents, to cover all bases, to have kids doing everything, to parent perfectly. And that kind of developed into helicopter parenting, which I just think is an absolute disaster. But I feel now with a lot of my friends having kids now that it's, there's a lot of, like, let's just go back to the way things were. Forget phones. Forget iPads. You know, let's get them into sports clubs. Let's get them out playing. And I know it's not the way it used to be in terms of kids playing out on the road. But I do feel, and maybe this is just me, maybe this is just my circle of friends or, or people that I'm talking to, I do feel there is this kind of Let's just go back to the way things were when we were growing up, as much as we can. Obviously, things are moving on. Obviously, already, my baby at 21 weeks is, like, reaching for my phone, you know. But that's the world they're growing up in. That's the world they're growing up in. But I do feel with weight as well, because we've been through all the shit, and we've been through, and we've seen all the stories in the media of kids being under pressure and and um, body image and, you know, suicides because of social media and things like that, that it's going to get peeled back now by the yeah. time our kids are getting to kind of teenage years. That's what my hope is. Maybe I'm wrong, but I do feel because we've seen what's happened in the last 10, 15 years, we're going to start pushing back to just the way things used to be, the good old days. Yeah, you know? but also, and I think when people say the good old
0: days, they think, okay, but we can get rid of everything. It's working with what we have right now yeah. because to say that, you know, we want a world free of technology, that's not the world we live in and that's I don't think that's good for kids not to have some access to that as well, but I think that balance We've of, learned
1: our lessons, I yeah, think. Yeah, I hope. Fingers crossed, well, this Lauren. is what I mean, is that, like, you know, there are still so many dangers out there with kids using social media, but also... And this is something that used to come up quite a lot on the talk show, was that like technology is an amazing thing. It's an incredible tool. And social media is so powerful for good. Yep. That if we could just filter out the bad stuff as much as possible. Look, there was always bullying. Mm -hmm. There was always negativity. There was always paedophiles, by the way, as well. Like, they are not a new thing. We just... It's so much more accessible now.
0: And the the intensity
1: of it all has changed. But yeah, yeah, I
0: think we all need to start taking some responsibility for that. We also need to start building each other up. Um, After I posted that article, the amount of people that have contacted me, like come out of the woodwork and and like I've had my close friends and then I've had...
1: Family been in touch to be like, sorry, we always caused you my fast. My brothers, know, But yes, yeah. my,
0: my parents were just like, you know, I, I don't know where this – they were shocked. But um, my friends have been in touch. People have, who I haven't heard from in years have comment, uh, commented on the post. But what touched me the most is one of my best friends wrote to me and said, you know what, sir, we're all feeling like that. But I wish we could believe, you know, what our friends tell us. She says, the other night we were out for dinner. You weren't around because I am in Australia. We're out for dinner and – as soon as everyone was together, we were like, oh, my God, your hair looks amazing. Look at you. You look hot. Huh. The Greeks do this thing. They go, Tip, it's like spitting, but it means that you look amazing. And there was just, for about five minutes, compliments just flying everywhere. And it's just like, why can we do it for others? Mm-hmm. And why don't we believe it when it's said to us? So maybe
1: let's say it more when you see something and... yeah, 100%. And it's one thing that I really love about social media. And maybe it's... I did a massive cull when I was pregnant. Yeah. And I did another cull then after I had the baby. And I only follow people that I really enjoy following on social media. I have one or two guilty pleasures, but I think they're going to get culled now shortly too. But I do... I, 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 I can't stand... And I'm so guilty of it at times in my life as well. When people try and be cool and pretend that like... Oh I didn't I didn't know that you did that or I didn't see that or I didn't I don't know who that person is. I think when you meet someone and you've read their blog post or you've seen a video that they put up or you know something about them that they've been through. Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. And compliment them on it. If something has touched you, tell that person. Drives me crazy. When you know you'd meet someone and they know you know who they are and they know who you are, vice versa. And no one says anything. I love nothing more than, and, and you know, p- podcasts have brought that into my life and social media to a degree. So when you meet someone, you go, I actually, I read your post about that. Yeah, That really touched me. It was amazing. Thank you so much. And that was a little bit of why I shared about the run the other day, because I'm really lucky in that I have lovely supportive people yeah. on my Instagram account who you know, messaged me. And then when I saw them in person, like even outside this building earlier on, Annette, one of our listeners, shout out to Annette, who works here, was like, oh my God, the run, well done, good woman. And I think if we get a bit more positive with one another like that, it's going to get easier. Yeah, let's make people
0: feel seen and heard in a great way and not in a condescending, like don't just say
1: something just to say something, right? Totally. Just don't go to the other extreme either. No. And like, you don't have to like every post you see, No. but I get where you're coming from.
0: Yeah. So, you know what, Lauren, well done you. Well done you on getting out there and putting it out there for others to see as well and to connect to. Because in this day and age, we all need to feel more connected. I
1: just, I I can't express how high I feel. And it might not be a run for you. It might be... You know, going for a walk. It might be sitting down and watching an entire series back to back of 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 something that you love. Reading a book. You actually got through a whole book. Whatever it is that serves you and makes you feel good, celebrate it and revel it. And don't be afraid to tell people about it. Like, good on you. Nobody told
0: me the ninety eight FM parenting podcast.
1: Lauren, we now come to the part of the week
0: that we both love and hate at the same time. It's inappropriate things that people have said to you.
1: I'm excited. You told me you have one this week.
0: I do have one, but it's not what you think. Okay. This one is for parents. Okay. I cannot stand when parents say about someone who has who doesn't have a kid in their life, oh, my God, can you believe that person is complaining about being tired? They don't have kids. What would they know what tiredness is? Yes, Serena!
1: Oh, my God. Does that piss you off It piss, do you know what when I did the talk show I cannot tell you the amount of times a week people were texting well you know she doesn't have kids she'll find out someday and do you know what I started saying was how do you know I can have kids how do you know I plan on having kids drives me just wait just you wait till you have kids so you don't know what tiredness is you don't know what to, <sighs> shut up Shut up, shut up, shut up. Exactly. Just because
0: you're a parent,
1: mate, you don't have ownership on tiredness.
0: Like, I remember when my kid just wasn't sleeping at all and I was a walking zombie. And one of my friends turned around and said, sir, I'm exhausted. You know, work has been really full on. I've done this, this and this. And I'm just shattered. And someone told her off. And I went, stop. Stop. Stop right there because she is allowed to be tired. Everyone's tiredness is relative. You do not have to have kids to be exhausted. Yeah. So can we stop? And it just, it, there's look, there's so many other things that parents say. We're going to be bringing that into this um, category as well because there's so many things that parents say that they think they are holier than now because they have had kids. Nah.
1: Yeah, I do. I feel, and I'm I'm going to be really conscious of doing it because look, there is things that I said before I had a baby and now I've had them and I'm like, actually I've changed my mind. Now I know yeah. the reality of it. And I totally appreciate that we all have things like that where we said before we had kids, but let's not turn into smug gits because we all hated those smug gits before we had kids. So let's not be them now. Exactly. You know, people who don't have kids, who never want to have kids, who are never going to have kids, they're allowed to be tired. Exactly. They're allowed to moan and whinge. And yeah, no. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. That's if, a good one. If you do you have one? No okay cool. <laughs> but look we do want to hear from you
0: guys if you have any inappropriate comments or anything that you'd like us to talk about we're getting some great messages on our Instagram at 98 FM nobody told me and at 98
1: nobody told me on Twitter yeah and we have a wish list of guests I know we don't have guests on every week but we do we are building a wish list if you know of someone or you think someone might be a good expert on a certain topic as well get in touch about that but we promise you over the next few weeks and months we're going to have some fantastic Guests on the podcast. So thank you.
0: Yes, thanks for listening. Go out and have an incredible week and feel empowered. The sound. Nobody told me.
1: The 98FM Parenting Podcast.